This is the Success Habits of Christian Entrepreneurs podcast, episode number 14 with Amos Johnson. Giddy app. This podcast is for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Success Habits of Christian Entrepreneurs podcast, where we look at the habits and strategies of world-changing entrepreneurs to achieve real results. Today is about the power of you. Are you ready to go to the next level? Well, you're at the right spot. Finding a solution to become the greatest. And now, here's your host, Mike Holmes. So I'm actually pretty excited about this episode because on this particular episode, we have none other than Amos Johnson. He is the pastor of the Church for Entrepreneurs, and he was just dropping bombs, not a bomb, but bombs, uh, talking about how to really build a community, how to find your message, how to do what God tells you to do, how to how. Um, how to correct it if you have the right message but not have the right vehicle. And he actually gave your boy some good tips that to implement to build the Tithe Hacker Success Habits of Christian Entrepreneurs uh, brand. And I'm just really grateful for it. I think you're going to love it. I think you're going to enjoy it. But why don't we just get to the interview and let's just do that. Oh, by the way, we are on iTunes. If you like this podcast, please feel free to like, subscribe. This is how we grow. This is how we become better doing what we need to do. So like, subscribe. If you're in Apple iTunes, if in Google Podcasts, like, subscribe. Thank you very much in advance. I'll see you in the interview. So we are back at the Success Habits of Christian Entrepreneurs podcast. And now I have a very special host, none other than Amos Johnson. So Amos is the pastor of Church for Entrepreneurs. He is a former business business consultant. And right now he is growing a thriving base of entrepreneurs and launching them into their God-given destiny. So without further ado, Amos, how you doing, bro? I'm doing good, Mike. Good. Good to be on your show. Man, I'm excited to have you on. Like, I, I can't even tell you. So let's start. How did it come about? Church for Entrepreneurs. Let's hear the backstory. All right. So let's go back to, let's, let's go way back before Church for Entrepreneurs, because I think it's, it's instructive, right? So 2008, 2009, I, I'm in ministry school, right? I'm not sure why I'm in ministry school, but I felt a calling to go to ministry school. I didn't really have a desire to be in ministry, but I feel like I needed to be there during that particular season. And so as I was graduating from ministry school, um, I had this calling that was coming on me to really help Christian entrepreneurs be successful in business, right? You know, that's what really was coming on me that this is what God really wants me to do. And one of the reasons he gave me to do this was that, you know, growing up in the word of faith churches, we taught a lot about prosperity and you're here to turn the prosperity gospel. And most people, if you're honest with themselves, they're not prosperous. You know, you've been sitting in church for 10, 20 years hearing the word about prosperity, but most Christians were not prosperous at all by no stretch of imagination. You know, maybe the pastors may be prosperous, but the congregation wasn't. 
Now, but however, the word is pretty clear about prosperity, right? So it's not like we're making up Bible here. So some, there was some disconnect. And so what God showed me was that the disconnect was entrepreneurship. Too many believers were stuck in jobs where they had capped their income potential. Whereas in entrepreneurship, you take the caps off and it allows for revenue to flow to flow to you at you know whatever stream you desire, basically. Right. Still not easy, but it kind of switches that dynamic. Right. If you look at the story of Jacob and Laban, right, when Jacob was working for his uncle Laban for 20 years in Genesis 30, Jacob said that after 20 years of working for you, Laban, I'm broke, but your business is successful. So mm-hmm. Jacob was like, I'm about to quit. Right. Because I've been working for you all these years and I'm not prosperous. And if we know anything about Jacob, Jacob tangibly had the blessing on him, mm-hmm. which was designed to make somebody wealthy but he was broke for 20 years. Mm. What he did was say, okay, like what I'm going to do is I'm going to work for you again, but I want to everything that's spotted, spreckled, that's going to be my hire, right? So basically what he did was he switched the dynamic. So instead of working for a salary, he started working for a commission or a percentage, which mm-hmm. is the beginning definition of entrepreneurship, right? We're working, our hands produce stuff and we benefit in what our hands produce. And that's really where the blessing is. It's on the works of our hands. And so if we have if our hands are capped because we're working for somebody else. Not that working for somebody else is a bad thing to do. It's just that you cap your income potential. Right. Mm-hmm. And so God was showing me there, there's a there's a unleashing of the prosperity message that only really can be done through entrepreneurship. And he wanted me to kind of bring that message to Christians. Right. Mm-hmm. So once I graduated from ministry school, I said, OK, I'm going to bring this message, but I'm going to do it as a business coach. Right. Because that, that's what I saw out there. Right. You know, if we talk about 2010. We're talking about the time of like Pat Flynn's. Everybody just getting started. Right. The success edge rise to the top. These that space where people are just getting started on the Internet. Facebook is in its glory days. Right. Everybody's a guru. Right. <laughs> right, right. right. So. And so basically what I saw was business coaching. So, OK, OK. I see, I see people who are helping people be successful in business. They call themselves business coach. So that must be what God is saying to me, right? Mm-hmm. So from 2010 to 2014, I was functioning like a business coach to Christian entrepreneurs. So I was attracting people to me, right? But the people were not buying my coaching packages, right? right. So I, you know, <laughs> so I'm like, wait a minute, no, you know, I'm, no I'm revenue. Doing, Got it. There's no, no revenue here, right? So I'm, I'm making a little bit, but you know, it it, it might pay pay for the cost of you know web hosting and stuff like that but it's not paying rent and with mortgage right right, <laughs> right. so you got kids to feed i get it yeah kids, yeah you know so this is not sustainable right so in 2014 god dropped my spirit the word church for entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and so church for entrepreneurs was a term that connecting those two words together it didn't really make sense. So what I did was I just bought the website domain name and I sat on it for a few months. And over the course of time, you know, what God wanted, showed me that he wanted me to launch this podcast called Church for Entrepreneurs. It was going to teach entrepreneurs faith. And the faith was the thing that was really going to make them successful in their entrepreneurship venture. And so now in hindsight, what I discovered is that I was doing what I was called to do, but I was doing it in the wrong vehicle. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was doing it as a business coach, but the vehicle God wanted me to do it in was as a minister, as a pastor to entrepreneurs. So he told me, this is me personally, it's not for everybody. For me, he was like, they don't need, they don't, these entrepreneurs don't need you to be a coach to them. They need you to be a pastor to them. Mm. Right. And so that's kind of how this whole thing came about. Okay. So 
couple things there. Cause I just want to back you. You got you gave a lot a lot of insight there. Like so, when you talk about teach entrepreneurs faith, yeah. Like, what do you mean? Like, teach them faith. I mean, can't we just get faith from in in church or just reading the Bible? Like, why do you feel this special call to teach specifically entrepreneurs faith? Because faith, so faith can, faith is learned, right? So Romans tells us faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, right? So anytime I teach them the word of God or teach them about God, that grows their faith. So, so I guess in terminology sense, I'm not quite teaching them faith. I'm teaching them the word, which actually grows their faith. So it's more like an indirect relationship there. And so what I discovered is that when I, when I talk to Christian entrepreneurs, not necessarily secular entrepreneurs, Christian entrepreneurs, when they're stepping into entrepreneurship, they, they want to really bring God into the picture. They're not trying to really do it from a hit and miss perspective as right. like a secular entrepreneur, right? And anytime you bring God into the picture, unfortunately for a lot of Christian entrepreneurs, it, it paralyzes them so much because they're afraid to make a mistake. Like mm -hmm. if I make a mistake, you know, God's going to be mad at me. So there's a lot of theological stuff they got to work out this whole idea of does God want even want to make money through entrepreneurship now what does it even mean so I'm really here to be a guide to them to guide through this process okay okay you hear God calling you to entrepreneurship it's not really the the tools of business that make you successful it's your faith that makes you successful mm. and your faith comes from your understanding of who God is through his word so let me teach you the word from an entrepreneur perspective so you can grow your faith so you can be successful and everybody if you listen to this right now if you're an entrepreneur one thing you realize is that it takes way more faith to be an entrepreneur than to be an employee mm -hmm. as an employee you pretty much are taken care of right you know you get a paycheck every week or two you know you got paid time off you know if you're sick you can get take off with pay for most people in america health right insurance, health insurance you know, health insurance benefits you know saying so it's pretty much laid out for you, you just got to work for them for 100 years you know <laughs> right? <laughs> right but yeah. when you say i'm going to do my own thing now okay now you got to hear god you got to hear god for every single step most mm -hmm. of us we can turn our faith off when we go to work and just be, just do it and, and wrote memorization now but when you're stepping out as an entrepreneur and um and Michael got a really cool definition option I think you should bring in and tell him why why this is the case right. is that you're really stepping into an unknown territory that you need faith to really navigate through. All right. So it's funny you bring that up. So like the show we talk about Christian entrepreneurs and the word entrepreneur is actually derived from two Latin words. The first one is entra, which means swim out, and prandes, which means to grab or grasp a hold of. And so obviously a true entrepreneur is somebody who is who swims out to the unknown to grab hold of unseen opportunities. And it's not necessarily a business owner. For the most part it is, but not not always a business owner. I mean, you do have somebody like an apostle Paul who 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 turned the world upside down. He was a tent maker, but then you also have somebody like a Martin Luther King. And even though Martin Luther King, of course, didn't own a business per se, he he did uh, at the end of the day have results. So now, and it's funny, you know, Jesus talked about like um, doing business till he comes. That word um, or or occupy. But and I've got a question for you. Let's let's talk to a entrepreneur christian entrepreneur somebody who really wants to step out and do what god is telling them to do but they're afraid to make a mistake i just had this conversation with this lady on very nice lady on instagram and she's talking about this idea that god gave her but she doesn't want to step out and make a mistake mm -hmm. um so she's paralyzed 
yeah. not doing anything at all. Like, let's mm-hmm. speak to this entrepreneur, this, this person who has his dream, desire to do something, but they're not doing it. Okay. The first thing that she has to realize is that she will make mistakes, mm. right? It is going to happen. It's going to make mistakes when you first get started. You'll make mistakes in the middle of the journey, and you'll make mistakes near the end of the journey, right? So you'll be making mistakes all through the journey. So God didn't call you to be an entrepreneur because you're going to be perfect, mm-hmm. right? He calls you to be an entrepreneur because he knew that you would hear his heart and execute his instructions. Not perfectly, but you would execute his instructions. It's almost like King David, right? Mm-hmm. King David was nowhere near perfect, right? If you read all the stuff he did, <laughs> God still called him a man after his own heart. Mm-hmm. And the reason he was a man after his own heart is that when God would check him, David would change, Right. Mm-hmm. If you if you look at King Saul, Saul made mistakes nowhere near as bad as what David did. Right. But mm-hmm. God didn't give him the kingdom because what Saul wouldn't do, Saul wouldn't change. Right. You know, Samuel would come to Saul and say, hey, man, you messed up here. But instead of, you know, owning that, being repentant, Saul would just double down on the bad mistakes. Mm-hmm. But David, on the other hand, he would repent. He would change. So you as an entrepreneur, you are going to make mistakes following God. But if you got the heart to hear God's correction and make the fix, you're good to go. Okay. So, so this lady needs to basically do something. Um, so I want to go back. Originally you talked about, you know, being an employee, being an entrepreneur before we get into like, like real, real world examples for success. Cause basically an employee works for employee works for time and entrepreneur works for the result. And you use the idea of Laban and Jacob. And I'll tell you a quick story. Like my, I was there, I wasn't there, but I, my mother got fired from her job at 62 years old, mm-hmm. three years before her retirement. And that kind of like lit a fire in, under me and say, that will never happen to me. So, but I have a, but I have a safe, secure job. Amos, like, I don't want her to really leave that. I mean, my employer takes care of me. Why do I need to really venture out and do this other thing? If you want to release your potential, you have to venture out. You don't have to quit your job. You could do you could do things simultaneously, right? You know, you know, most entrepreneurs they work a a what we call a traditional path while they're building their non-traditional thing. Right now, some people swap it around. It depends on what age you are when you start entrepreneurship. The, the younger you are, the more likely you'll just jump right into it because you haven't built up any responsibilities yet. You just jump straight into it. It's no big deal. Mm-hmm. Right. So sometimes if you're older, your 30s, your 40s, you got kids, you got family. You may have to hold on to a traditional income source until the entrepreneur thing takes off. I mean, it's no different than Apostle Paul. He was a tent maker, not because he wanted to be. He was, mm. a, he was a tent maker because the offerings went there when he needed to be, right? So, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you got to do. You got to do what you got to do, right? So, so, yeah. So, really, the thing with entrepreneurship is that it removes the limitations, right? Mm. So, let me tell you a story, right? So, a friend of mine, he, he was an NFL player, and he was on a practice field. And he, he looked up, and there was a jet flying over the practice field, right? Mm-hmm. And he looked up and was like, man, who's in the jet? And somebody said, well, that's the owner of the team, right? And what he had this revelation was like, man, we're making, say, millions. How much is that guy making, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> you know, they realize he, he, I'm still an employee, and I'm making a lot, but I'm still an employee, right? Mm-hmm. And, and just like football players, once they stop playing, the money stops, Mm. And most and most of them are broke shortly after because the money the money source has stopped. Right. They're still trading time for money. Even actors and actresses. Right. 
you may make a lot, but you don't have a movie for a while, you'll go broke, mm -hmm. right? What entrepreneurship does, it removes the ceiling, it allows you to put systems in place where revenue can come to you without your time, and it can really be your retirement play, right? Mm -hmm. Where it just generates revenue whenever it does, because it's a system, right? Mm -hmm. I was teaching um, Financial Peace one, one um, last year or so, and we was doing these budgets, and, and we, people had to figure out, okay, what well, Financial Peace is that is the Dave Ramsey system. Yeah, the Dave Ramsey system, right? Yeah. And so we were trying, some people say, okay, if you get paid monthly, you do this. If you pay every two weeks, you do that, right? And that was kind of the two ways they had monthly or, or every two weeks. And, I'm, and, I'm, and out of my spirit, I said, well, if you're an entrepreneur, you get paid every day, right? Wow. <laughs> and, and I never had, that just came out of me. I was like, wow, that is so true. Every day you get paid as an entrepreneur. So you're not bound to this once a month, every two week thing. It's, it's literally every day is an opportunity for you to get paid. That's true. I think it was Chris Rock, since we're talking about the uh, NFL player, Chris Rock is the one that said, uh, uh, Shaq is rich, and the guy who signed Shaq check, he's wealthy. That's yeah. Wealthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. So let's talk practicality now, because you talked about earlier, you had this message, you had this um, dream, this vision to really do what you're doing now, but it seemed that what you were saying is you had the right message, but the wrong vehicle. Correct. Now you have a thriving community. You have um you have a really good community on your end. And I want to talk like how did you grow this community? How did you how did you what are the first steps? I want to I want to grow a community. What do I need to do? Well, the first steps is you got to decide who you're called to serve. Hmm. Right? That that's that's like the first step. You got to decide who you call to serve, right? And and this is a hard step. It's harder than what people believe, right? Cuz like most people want to serve everybody, right? So if you take me, for example, I serve Christian entrepreneurs, right? Mm -hmm. But every now and then I have this issue that I can help somebody who's not a Christian, mm -hmm. right? You know, I, I, I've been doing this for a while. You know, if you come to me with a business idea, I could probably help you out, right? Maybe I can be a consultant to Fortune 500 companies. You know, I, I know some things, but that's not who I'm called to serve, mm -hmm. right? And so narrowing down who you're called to serve is, is gut-wrenching because you want to help everybody or you want your, your business is for everybody. If you're not in a coaching or consulting business, even if you sell like a widget, this widget is for everybody, right? Mm -hmm. So narrowing down who you are called to serve is critical. Right. And then after you narrow down who you're called to serve, you got to narrow down how you're going to serve them and mm. what way, right? Because you, if you give them too many choices, research shows they choose nothing. Right. So if you, if you got a business that got 12 different offerings, a business with two offerings will beat you every day. Right. Because it's clear, it's focused. They know exactly who, how to, uh, how to refer you. So step one, focus who you're serving and how you call to serve. That's step one. How am I going to find, how am I going to find these people? Where, do I just like put out a sign, Christian entrepreneurs, help me? No, no. The, the, once you, once you know who you call to serve, then that dictates where you go. Right. So let me give an example for me. So I know I'm called to serve Christian entrepreneurs. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was advertising in Facebook. I was spending maybe $300 a month in Facebook ads. Right. Mm -hmm. um, getting people to know about the church of entrepreneurs and and it was working okay, right? It was working okay. So, but what was happening was the people who would watch the videos in Facebook, they would join my email list. And then, but shortly after that, they would fall off. They would they unsubscribe, right? So my video 
was talking about some topic and I said, Hey, why don't you join my list and get this free ebook or whatever thing. Right. You know, like the normal internet marketing stuff you do. Right. Yeah. You do. Right. But however, there was a disconnect. What I was giving them as a free thing and what I actually did was two different things. Right. Explain that. What do you mean? Explain. Cause you said that you're, you're, you're teaching video, you're teaching on your videos and then the, uh, the, the, the bribe. As a word, that's what we call it. The bribe. Yeah. Or, or, or ethical bribes that people call sometimes. Right. Too, right? Ethical bribe. So yeah. So, exactly? so, so I think the bribe was either is probably a free ebook about how to uh, take hold, control your financial destiny. Okay. It was either it was either that or maybe a free course or something. Right. But what I do, I teach people faith. Right. Uh, that's what I do. Right? right. You know, I have this book that teaches you how to take hold your financial destiny, but that's not the core of what I do right? That's just a part of it, right? So they were getting this free book, but then I'm emailing all this podcast stuff about, you know, this about God, this about the word, and it was a disconnect, right? Mm. And so basically what I realized was that this ethical bribe and what I actually did was a mismatch. The people who should get this book are people who are coming to me because they want to hear me teach the word, and the book is just icing on the cake. That can't be the thing, right? Because it was a disconnect. Right. And then the people in Facebook who were seeing this ad, they, they may have been Christians, but they were not ready for this message of entrepreneurship. Right. Mm -hmm. So Facebook was not the place I needed to be to attract the people that was calling that was called to serve. Right. Right. So what I did was a friend of mine, she connected me to the Bible app. Right. From from Life Church with Craig Rochelle. Yeah. Right. Cool. So inside the Bible app, if you, if you guys use it, there's, there's these Bible plans, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I got um, accepted to be a contributor to the Bible app. And what? yeah, that, man, what? Yeah. That's awesome. I didn't know that. Yep. So maybe Ladies like, and gentlemen, I didn't even know that. I, I'm the host. I didn't know that. Go ahead, man. Tell us. Yep. yep. So, so once I became a contributor, I've, I've written six plans in the Bible app, right? Now, now get this. These plans have been downloaded almost over 100,000 times Ooh. inside the Bible app, right? So the Bible app is one that's actually growing my email list, not Facebook. Because that's where, that's where I was supposed to be at. So there's a couple of things I'm hearing. So first you were saying that the message was a little bit disjointed. Yeah. Yeah, so it was saying one thing on the other end. It was saying thing on one end, the other, and saying another thing on the other, and saying one thing in A and another thing in B, pretty much. Right, correct. And, uh, even though you were on Facebook, it wasn't bringing you as much success as getting on the Bible app because at the end of the day, like, it's a whole bunch of Christians on the Bible app. So, all right. So and, and a bunch of Christians who's, who's interested in furthering their understanding of God. That's mm -hmm. why they read the plans, right? <laughs> I was reading it this morning. Yeah, I was reading mine this morning. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, all right. So let's talk. Let's talk practicality. So now, I'll even bring. So let's say somebody has a message. Like this is what I feel like I'm. I'm called to do. Um. I'm in. I have the right message. The wrong vehicle. You know. I know who I want to serve. I know how I'm going to serve. Actually, I'm not quite sure how I'm going to serve them. That's mm -hmm. the biggest thing, isn't it? Because there's so many options. Yep. You have YouTube, you have LinkedIn, you have, you have Twitter, you have Instagram, you have Facebook, you have all these different venues. Like, and you're saying that you found success basically to the Bible app through your friend. What if we're not as 
and I, I dare say fortunate to have a friend like that. What can we, what can I do? What can we do to really get well, the well, 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 first of all, you got to realize that the Bible app is now how I actually serve people. That's the mechanism that attracts people to me. Mm. Right. Okay. So you, so how you serve them, how people come to you, that could be two different things. Right. So I'm not serving people. I'm, I'm well, I'm serving people through my, my, um, my devotionals. I mean, you are but, serving people. Yeah. Yeah. You are. yeah but, but, but I, I, my, my purpose is not to write devotionals, right? Mm. My purpose is to teach people faith through audio messages on podcasting, right? Okay. And so the Bible app is just a attraction mechanism that attracts people to one, they know who I am, mm -hmm. and two, they experience me in written form, and three, I offer them to experience me in audio form. Mm. Now, get this in the Bible app, I don't offer any bribe. Mm right they read my devotional over three days mm -hmm. and at the end of the devotional i simply say if you like this why don't you subscribe to my podcast and get this every day mm. no 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 ebook free no free course just if you want more of this stuff but in audio format come subscribe to my podcast right so, so what that does is it tells people that oh do i want to get more of what i just had and do i want it in audio format so now i have far less people unsubscribing because they're signing up for the thing that I actually do, mm. right? <laughs> so for people, one, you got to say, okay, where is my place that I can find the people I'm called to serve, right. like a Bible app, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Those are just mechanisms to attract people to you. Right, right. Right. And then once you get them to you, how do you actually serve them, right? Are mm. you selling them a widget? If you're a coach, what are you, what are you coaching them on? Right. But the attraction mechanism and what you do are, are really two different things. Right. So basically, it sounds like you're basically starting from your purpose. That's what I'm that's what I'm almost hearing. Like, this is mm -hmm. this is who I am. This is who I'm serving. And this is where I'm going to go to serve them. OK, so so let's let's give let's give me some advice, Amos. So okay. I started Tithe Hacker now a um, couple of years. And basically, the whole message was that God changed my life through tithing, which is the mm -hmm. truth. Mm -hmm. Um, I was flat broke and have a leg to stand on. God made a way out of it. God told me to tithe. I did not tithe till about maybe three months later. Mm -hmm. And over time he changed my life. And it was recently interviewed on CBN and whatnot and, and about it, which was really cool. Mm -hmm. So, but I also wrote a book, success habits of Christian entrepreneurs or millionaires and billionaires. So like, give me some practical advice how to unify and grow a community. That okay. So first I will ask you, what, why are you doing this? Like, yes, you can share your story about how God blessed you through him calling you to tithe. Mm -hmm. But once people hear that, now what? What, what, is, what, is your, what is your end game? What is your goal? At the end of the day, like, uh, if, if, if I might be completely transparent, since we're, since we're using me as a case study now, mm -hmm. I really want to see people more prosperous, living a fulfilled prosperous abundant life okay now if, if that's you want to see live more fulfilled and prosperous abundant life what what are you doing to assist them in that process good question so we have this podcast getting great um guests to come on like yourself the mm -hmm. uh, blog post instagram um would like to do videos down the road but yeah well let me ask you said are you inspiring them or are you teaching them I'd rather, I think, 
I'd rather teach. I believe in, I believe in, uh, there's two types of preachers or teachers, obviously mm -hmm. teachers to shape the pupil into the design of the teacher. Okay. Okay. So I'd rather teach practical, uh, examples. Yeah. Okay. So if you're going to teach, right. Mm -hmm. So this podcast is not doing that. Right. So this right. podcast is giving them some ideals to think about some some thoughts they may have never thought about before to hear in my particular my particular story mm -hmm. um they learn more about me so they may come follow me later Absolutely. right but we're not actually teaching them what they should be doing right so which means that after they listen to this podcast they need to be a call to action like right. hey you you know the power of this stuff right how to live out your purpose to be more prosperous now i have x come get x and X is going to guide you through blah, blah, blah. So it, your outcome is a life more prosperous. Right. right. So your question is, what is your X that they need to either buy, download, or whatever that's going to take them there? Like this podcast is just bringing them into your space. Right. 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 But then from here, then what? Right. So like for me, for me, the podcast is the thing. Right. Mm -hmm. that, that's what I bring them into. I teach faith on the podcast like i don't do interviews and stuff like that that's rare right the podcast is the thing i need people to get to you used to do it back in the, you used to do it back in the day back in the as, day as a business coach yeah yeah you as were a business coach right yeah but once i became a pastor the interviews stopped right. except for maybe i did maybe like five you made one of the five i did yeah. on the church I was one of them. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> I know, right. I know you did i know you did interviews so i was one of them but all right but i know you used to do yeah. a lot more back in the day but okay. they, they were all interviews right because like the goal was i was trying to get them to know who i was and then to pay me for coaching right right right, right. <laughs> right. So it, was a, it was different two different things two different worlds right right so for you let's get back to you right so this thing here called podcasting um it attracts people to the message right and after they get attracted to the message, at the end of this thing, you're going to give them a call to action to go do something. Mm -hmm. That's either they're going, if you're going to do it as a business, they need to come go buy something, mm -hmm. right? And you got to give them the reason why they're going to buy this and show them how this is going to transform their life. Okay. So pretty right? much. Okay, I see what you're saying. So see, this is why I had to ask you because at the end of the day, like you have a lot more experience and you, you, you've been at this calling for a number of years now um, and you really have a thriving community um, but Amos, like, thank you so much for everything at the end of the day, but where can people find you? Simply this, go subscribe to our podcast, churchforentrepreneurs.com slash subscribe. You go there, join our email list. Be aware we podcast five days a week, which means that five days a week, you'll get an email for me at five o'clock in the morning hmm. with a message. And this message is going to help you grow your faith and the growth of your faith is the thing that's going to make you successful in your entrepreneurial journey. Ladies and gentlemen, he just warned you, like you are going to get faith-based, power-packed messages five days a week. The man just warned you. So I was going to know <laughs> <laughs> He warned you, you know, so, so look about that. Yep. <laughs> Amos, my brother, thank you so much for taking the time. Um, anything else you want to share with this community? Hey, it's good to be on your podcast. Um, and guys, just 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 keep believing in the vision god gave you right if god call you to do it he know you can get it done 
you're going to make a mistakes and, and God knew you, so you're going to make a mistake before he even called you, right? He's not, he's not punishing you because you're making the mistakes. There may be consequences to the mistakes, but his job is to help you overcome them. And so we got to just keep moving forward. There we go. And that's it. So we are going to end now with the success habits of Christian entrepreneurs. Just want to thank Amos for coming on and we'll talk to you guys later. Have a blessed one.